message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. I want to share with you a message I have titled, My Brother's Keeper. God has set us in a family, and each one of us has a responsibility of watching over the other. We have been born again into a family. We don't own ourselves anymore. The joy of a member of the body of Christ is our joy. The sorrow of a member in the body is our sorrow. God has made us to become our brother's keepers. What is going on in the life of one should be my concern. And others should be interested in what is going on in my life. You are your brother's keeper. So don't stay alone. Be a part of the family. Amen. First John chapter 3. First John, the epistle of John, not the gospel. First John chapter 3 verse 11. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. The message of the Christian faith is that we should love one another. What concerns a person in the body, in the assembly, should be our concern. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Verse 23 of that same chapter, 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another. As he gave us commandment. So we have a commandment from God that what is going on in the life of a person in the body, in the assembly, should be our concern, should be my concern. It is a commandment. Verse 23. And this is his commandment to us, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And I believe every one of us, we have complied with that. Otherwise, we won't belong to the body of Christ. We have believed on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And so we have a commandment in that same verse this time to love one another as he has given us commandment. 
as we have entered this month, we have entered a season where we demonstrate the love of God in our lives. And this is where we want to see the supernatural presence of God in our lives. It takes the supernatural presence of God to be able to show his love towards our fellow brethren. The unconditional love of God. The love that rises above everything and anything. It takes the power of God. And this morning, I am praying that that power of God will be released unto us. Majority of us here don't have a problem of believing on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we have an issue with loving one another as he has given us commandment. That is the call of God upon our lives beginning from this month. Like the parable of the lost sheep in Luke chapter 15 that talks about a shepherd that has a hundred sheep and one goes astray. The Bible says the shepherd will leave the 99 and go in search of the lost one. I pray that the love of God will so grip us that we will see the need for us to be our brother's keeper. When we do that, we demonstrate the love of God that is superior to every other force. And I tell you the truth, it takes God to give us that enablement. It takes God himself. It takes his grace to give us that enablement. And when we do that, Christ says, we become his disciples indeed. Many of us have believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But whether we are his disciples is another thing. Whether we proclaim the love of God that we have tasted and experienced for others to also see and share in is another thing. But he has given us commandment that we should love one another. John chapter 13 and verse 35. The gospel of St. John chapter 13 and verse 35. I want all of us to read that verse. It's a short verse. John chapter 13 and verse 35. See it on the screen. Can we all read together one go? By this, all will know that you are my disciples. By what? If we have love for one another. When we demonstrate that, we show to the world that we are indeed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We believe on him. We believe in his name. And so we have come into the kingdom. The second step, because we have been brought in, we demonstrate the love of God towards one another. And as we do that, we show to the world that we are indeed the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. This month, let us begin to show forth the love of God that is shared abroad in our hearts. We must put Christ first. We must put Christ first in our lives. And as we put Christ first, he gives us the power, he gives us the grace, he gives us the strength to be able to rise above every attitude. When the love of God is shared abroad in your heart, the grace of God is given to you to rise above every attitude that anyone will put forth. And may that grace be released to us this day. The love of God enables us to rise above every reason. The superior love of God makes us rise above every reason. The superior love of God makes us rise above every behavior. The superior love of God makes us rise above everything that will hinder the flow of his presence in our lives. And that is my prayer for each and every one of us today. In the assembly here, some are not talking with others because of attitudes. Some are not talking to others because we have reason. Oh, if I'm not talking to him, there is a reason. Of course we have reason. Some are not talking to others because of behavior. But this morning, let the supernatural power of God touch us. And may each and every one of us rise above the reasons. Oh yes, I'm talking life. There's a reason why one person is not talking to the other. There is a reason. Not just, oh, am I here just because I don't want to talk? No, but because of this and because of that, because of the way he talks, because of the way he expresses himself, because of the way he relates with me, there is a reason. There is an attitude. There is a behavior. But the love of God rises above all this. May we all be ushered into the love of God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When the love of God comes into us. How do we express it? Yes, we must rise above attitudes. 
We must rise above behavior. We must rise above everything. Okay, Bishop, so how am I to relate? This person has a very bad attitude. How am I going to relate? This person is so puffed up and looks down upon everybody. How am I going to relate? Let me give us some examples from Scripture. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25. And let us begin from there. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Let me start reading from verse 31. And this parable, or this is a picture of what the last day judgment will be like. Look, no matter how we are living our lives, no matter, we have reasons, we have attitudes, we have behavior, we have character, we have all of those things. But on the last day, on the day of judgment, what will happen? What will count? And God is telling us now so that when we get there, it won't be strange to us. We would know by the time of the day of judgment, we will know. We will know because it has been given to us. On that day, you can't say, I didn't know. Even in the laws of human beings, they say that you do not know is not an excuse. Is that not so? That you do not know. Otherwise, everybody they, they will do anything. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. It is not an excuse. If you see naked electric wire and your hand touches it, the electric wire doesn't know whether you know or does not know. So whether you know or do not know is not an excuse. Touch an electric wire. And what will happen? Electrocution. I know the story of a young mother. A young mother... We were working together in the office so many years back. She had a young child that was crawling, very young, below one year. And this lady and the husband, they lived in a room and they had this boiling ring. I think it's common here, boiling ring. You plug it, put it in the water and then the boiling ring. Is that what it's called? Heater. Okay. <laughs> Don't mind me. All right? So this woman plugged the heater in a small basin, all right, to heat water. And then this boy, under one year, was crawling about in the house, all right, and became very fascinated. And so went close and then lifted the hand straight into the that you don't know is not an excuse is the point I'm illustrating. The boy below one year carried his hand into the boiling water to date the child. Everything on the right finger melted and became one stump. And that is how the boy is growing in his life. That you don't know is not an excuse. 
the love of God is commanding us to rise above attitudes, to rise above behavior, to rise above whatsoever and show the love of God towards one another. If I am to ask reason, we all have reasons why we shouldn't talk with one another. Why we shouldn't go the way this person is going. Why we, sh we have reasons. But on the last day, what will happen? Matthew chapter 25 verse 31. Matthew chapter 25 verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory... When God appears, when Jesus Christ appears again and sits on the judgment throne, what will happen? And all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Verse 32. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate one from another. As a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. 33. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Verse 37. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? Or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Verse 40. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly. I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Say, I am my brother's keeper. Say it again, I am my brother's keeper. That is all God is going to say. The people that were around the wells you were on earth, when they were hungry, did you mind them? Didn't the shepherd leave the 99 and chase after the one? Will you stand the judgment of God on the day of judgment? By Matthew 25, will you? Now verse 41, Matthew 25. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, listen to what is going to happen. Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire 
prepared for the devil and his angels. Do you know some believers will join the devil and his angels? Do you know that? Do you know that? <laughs> it is not meant for the believer. It is meant for the devil and his angels. The angels of the devil are called what? Are called what? Demons. Okay? So there is a place prepared for the devil and the demons. But, but, on the day that the Lord will sit on his throne of glory and all the believers come before him, he will divide them into two groups. One on his right and one on his left. Not demons, believers. Then he will say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison. And you did not visit me. 44. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and we did not minister to you? Of course, when you see Jesus Christ, you will bow before him. When you see Jesus Christ and your inside tells you that this is Jesus Christ, what will you do? Verse 45. Then the Lord will answer them saying, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did not do it, You did not do it to one of the least of these brethren here. You did not do it to me. And these will go away where? Where will they go to? Into everlasting punishment. Some of us may be in that everlasting punishment now. Some of us. I don't know who. Some of us. Because what we are supposed to do, we don't do. Some of us. There is that feeling inside of me. We are not allowing the love of God flow in us saturate us to the extent that it will lift us above. Everybody has something against somebody here. Aye. We are blocking the flow of God in our lives. The power of God is not passing through us. When was the last time we opened our mouth and shared the goodness of God in our lives? When was the last time? Ask yourself, when was the last time the flow has been blocked? Why is it so difficult for you to talk about Jesus Christ? Because the flow has been blocked. Why is it that it is only when we are seated in church here that you are a Christian? Because the flow has been blocked. Some of us, the very nature that is inside of us manifests immediately we cross this gate. And this will go away into where? Everlasting punishment. 
You think this one will come when? Because the kingdom of God is already in our hearts. Why is it that you pray and there is no answer? Why is it that you have believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and yet your business is going down? Why is it that you have believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Like the children told, showed us. You have prayed, you have fasted even Monday night, you fasted. And yet the result came, you got 12 over 100. Because the power of God is not flowing. In our, we have choked with human reasons. We have choked, we have blocked the flow of God. Do you know that it is difficult even among us here in this assembly here to show love one to another, talk less of showing it to somebody outside? Even here, 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 here. I wish God will open my eye to call two people to come here and say embrace one another. You will see. You will see. Hey, Bishop. Now, that reason that is making you do that, that is the love of God that is lifting you above that. Today is your day of liberty. Today is your day of salvation. God wants that highway reopened. God wants to visit with you. God wants to touch you. God wants to do a new thing in your life. Open up. You can escape that everlasting punishment. You can you can. You can. Why? Why did Christ come to die? Was it not for you and for me? Why should we be suffering? Because we have put human things into our heart and have blocked the flow of God in our lives. Listen. Listen. If you are suffering, if you are suffering, if you are suffering, I don't know whether you are suffering or not. But if you are suffering, it is your fault. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the enemy. Why are you doing things as if you don't understand? For this reason, God sent his only Son to come and die so that you will be free. Why are you not free? Because you have hardened Young man. But these will all be thrown into the everlasting punishment. But the righteous will go into eternal life. Rise above those petty, petty human issues. You don't know. God is telling you that this could be the reason. Hey, there are some of us that have gone to hospital. We have spent huge sums of money checking what is wrong. And the doctor tells you there is nothing wrong. And you say, doctor, you don't know. How will doctor know? Jesus knows. And he's telling you, let his love flow through you. It has the cleansing power. It has the healing power. It has the restoration power. It has the ability to make you whole again. Jesus. It is only when we rise above this that the passage in Mark chapter 16 and verse 17 will begin to work in us. 
I know what the Bible says in Mark chapter 16 and verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. And these signs will follow those. There are believers here that signs are not following. True or false? True or false? Now what is the reason? We don't have problem with believing in the name of the Lord Jesus. 1 John chapter 3 verse 23. He says he has given us command that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ. We don't have any problem with that. And then he continues. And that we love one another as he has given us commandment. It is a command. So you brace yourself up. And you tell yourself, no matter what, God has commanded me to be free and to be nice and to show my 30 teeth to everybody. And so whether he puffs himself up or he does anything, good morning, my brother. Good morning, my sister. It is well with you. I don't think anything evil about you. The Lord, our God, he is your strength. Speak life. When we do that, then we see the signs following. And these signs will follow those that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall take up poisons and it will never hurt them. In my name, they will speak new tongues. In my name, they will take up the serpent. In my name, they will lay their hands upon the sick. In my name, that one we don't have problem with, in my name. But to love one another. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As we go before the communion table, and as we allow the power of God to cleanse us, to cleanse us, to cleanse us, I see every enemy of you bowing before you. We are talking of the supernatural flow of the presence of God. It has to first wake us up and it has to first cleanse us. I see a mighty turning around in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Ajuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, Log on to our website www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Adjerman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.